welcome to my first mini solo episode. I plan to release this every other week on the weeks that I don't have a conversation with someone else. So during these episodes, I'm just going to be talking to myself. And I think I'm going to call them down the rabbit hole because it seems to be fitting for what my current intention is. I feel like I'm going to just chat with you, chat about things I've been through on this grief journey, thoughts that I'm having, or maybe something that I'm going through right now. I'll try to have there be a little bit of rhyme and reason, but mostly we're just going to go down the rabbit hole. Today, I think I'm going to talk about fear. A few weeks ago on my Instagram post, I featured a little snippet from a poem by Aaron Hansen. The whole poem goes, there is freedom waiting for you on the breezes of the sky. And if you ask, what if I fall? But oh, my darling, what if you fly? You see, this last four years, I've become intimately acquainted with fear. Fear and grief, apparently, are about the same. They're definitely overlapped, intertwined, and linked to each other. Which is probably why the author C.S. Lewis of the book A Grief Observed in his very opening put the words, No one ever told me grief felt so like fear. He was right. The day of this post, I was particularly struggling with the fear of launching this podcast. The fear of all the things that it takes to get the podcast up and running. But the fear of failing is ultimately what I was afraid of. And I had to stop and ask myself many times, why was I afraid and what did failing mean? And to me, once you get past all of the little details, that's not really a big deal. But the idea that I would somehow fail to reach anybody, fail to make a difference, or fail to bring any awareness to suicide loss, that was really where my fear was. But then I asked myself, I don't really have anything to lose if I don't try. And I just might make a difference. I might fly. So then the bigger question comes to me is why does fear creep in so often now that we've had such a traumatic loss? Why is it that we feel afraid of so much? And what I come back to is both extremely simple in its idea, but extremely complex in its implementation. Because you see, since we've had this loss, it's not just a few things that have changed. If you're at all like me, everything's changed. And the weird part is, is when you think about it, I mean, we could be a realist and say one thing's changed. We've lost one person out of our life. But life is so much more complex than that. And when you're a mom, when you're a family, if you take one person out of the equation, the entire system doesn't work the same. In a sense, everything has changed. So that's where the complexity lies, is that we're afraid because we no longer know what to expect from our life. 
but we also don't know what to expect from ourselves because we find ourselves looking in the mirror and not knowing the person that's looking back at us. And that's scary. So what do we do? How do we handle the fear? I feel like the last four years, all of me has changed. And I don't know if I really started to tackle any of that until after the first year. And the second year for me was extremely hard too. So where that's concerned, I ask you to give yourself a lot of grace and space. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, a lot as this podcast goes along. But for the sake of this fear conversation, there's a couple of things that I think we have to do to overcome fear. And that means, for me, the bigger picture of fear, the fear of living in this life now, the fear of the unknown, of not knowing what to expect from ourselves, from our own emotions, from the way we process things, from the way we interact with people. So the first thing I've figured out that I have to do is ask myself what the source of the fear is. And then I have to move to the place of accepting that it's there. Then I have a choice to stop the excuses. Then comes the part where you have to either seek help, whether that's professionally or um, through resources, through you know a lot of times many tools that we put together to do that. And then we have to find the power in moving forward, which to me equals the reward. Um, I didn't take these steps directly from any one program. They're kind of a compilation of things that over the years in leadership, um, you know, when you're just dealing with the fear of one, you know, project or something, um, I've, I've come to kind of understand. And so I kind of applied that to my life as a whole somewhere around year two or three. But here's the thing. If you look at it as simple as those kind of five things, I know that myself, once I got to the point of, you know, finding the source of my fear and asking myself, you know, why that's there. Sometimes that's not that difficult of a question, but then getting to that place of accepting it, sitting with it, living with it, knowing that it's permanently there in the case of our grief and our loss, then you have to make a real solid choice to stop the excuses that are in your way. And, you know, we're not going to get into a big... Um, lesson on how those things are done. Um, I don't know if in the current show notes, I'll be able to add a bunch of resources, but I may over the coming days after I record this, add some different resources that are helpful in overcoming fear, and especially fear as it relates to grief. For me, I've been toggling between the stopping the excuses and seeking help piece now for a while. And like I said, I'm four years in. So Um, and really kind of taking myself to the next place, which I feel like, you know, then you're going to live there and go back and forth, um, and, and learn how to live with your grief successfully. Um, you know, nothing like learning to live with grief and calling it success. But, um, so when you get to the place of the reward of finding the real power and the fear and, and the rewards of the, the, the fulfillment and the happiness that can come from that. I think that's, that's like ultimately where I'm headed. I'm not there, but again, I feel like I've been toggling between the choosing to stop the excuses and seeking help peace and, 
you know, I'll share more in coming episodes about some of what I do for my own help. You know, I'm, I'm starting my own uh, journey as a grief coach. But as part of that, I don't feel like I can just talk the talk, I have to walk the walk. And for a while, I've been overcoming my own excuses um, as to, you know, why I could do this without help. So um, not the case. I need help. I need help um, as much as anybody else in this journey does. And I don't know if any of us can do it completely by ourselves. And so, you know, I'll be happy to talk about some of that in other episodes, probably even in a conversation episode um, with several different sources and places to find that help. Um, So I'm not sure if I've offered any, you know, real help and insight here as to fear. But like a lot of things on this podcast, my goal is to normalize grief and to normalize the feelings that go along with it. And for me, fear is a big one. And obviously, where my podcast is concerned, I did push through the fear. And I am now finding the power and the reward of getting my show out there and starting down this journey. But for you, and for me and plenty of other places in my life, I'm just going to tell you that it's okay. You know, there was a book that came out in the late 80s that was called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. So I think that's what we do. And I'm going to conclude today's journey down the rabbit hole and make a reference from Disney. We probably need to all be a little bit more like Dory because she actually gives great advice. And when life gets you down, do you know what you got to do? Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. We'll talk again next week, Grievers. Grievers.